Hello and welcome to another edition of the V Auto Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Finkelmeyer. I'm here today with Colton Roy, who is the CMO of the Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer Automotive is one of the most progressive dealer groups in the nation. They're headquartered in Minnesota and have 27 locations. Colton, welcome to the show. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to see you. So, Colton, I was looking. It looks like you and I have a little bit in common in that we both uh, started the, our careers a bit with Nissan. Um, yes. Saw so you were ran a Nissan store for a while. Tell us a little bit about your experience back in the early days. Oh, thanks for asking about that, Brian. So, yeah, I started when I was 15 washing cars at a Nissan dealer. My dad was, at that point in time, I think almost a 20-year uh, ASC certified master technician for that store. Uh, so I've grown up around cars and my father working on cars, um, said I needed to get a job and he could help me get a job. So that was my, my start in the car business. So a technician's son grew up to became a chief marketing officer. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You never know where, uh, you know, where you're going to go in the automotive business. That's what I love about it. You, you never know, right? The, the guy that you're talking to, uh, on the showroom floor might be might own the store in three to four years it's a great story of a dealer that i know that back in those early days was selling selling kirby vacuum cleaners door to door and now he's one of the biggest dealers in america so i i agree with you it's an incredible business so colton you know obviously all the talk right now in the auto industry is about this inventory shortage what is kind of your point of view on this and and what is the expectation from walzer's perspective as to when we think this might get back to some new sense of normal. Well, Brian, I, I think you guys are definitely experts seeing so much of the industry through the lens of Viato, but our perspective is we're living in the now with regards to what we need to do to uh, be dominant players, even with limited inventory. So what I mean by that is we've shifted our marketing strategies to focus on you know customers shopping for new vehicles, and potentially purchasing used vehicles directly from customers off the street. So those are two of the things that we're focusing on right now. Uh, we're also focused on probably near and dear to your heart, you know, turning our inventory at a rate um, that's uh, faster than our competition because we know we're living in a turn and earn situation. Even if there's limited inventory, we want to get more than our fair share piece to the pie. Sure. We've been heavily focused on that. Uh, we've been heavily focused on pre-selling our inventory. My last count was uh, over 400 new vehicles were pre-sold just at our Toyota store. 400 pre-sold. Now, mind you, I'm not taking orders. We're pre-selling incoming inventory. Right, right. Finding the right customer for the right car and putting that deal together now so the minute that it hits the lot, it's immediately turned. It's immediately registered. So on, on that point, Colton, I'm curious. I mean, 400 units pre-sold in the Toyota pipeline. I mean, yeah. what percentage of your incoming pipeline is already accounted for? Um, across the group, um, the majority would be an understatement. Yeah. I mean, our, our, whole, our, our whole strategy is to sell them all, sell them to zero, sell everything we have incoming, shift that mindset between from waiting for someone to come into the floor, onto the showroom floor to make a car deal or um, take a, a very special, uh, you know, an order from someone, if you were, will. Um, we've orchestrated 
uh, our inventory teams and marketing team to work closely with the stores uh, to focus on, again, uh, pre-selling all of those vehicles that are incoming. So I'm curious, Colton, um, how soon can a dealer typically get incoming inventory posted to their website? And talk a little bit about your strategy, because for the longest time where the inventory, you know, was we had more supply than demand, and it was a battle of who could take the best pictures and the best descriptions and have the best price and all the efforts that we put behind merchandising. But the game has changed in this new environment where, you know, we're basically selling cars that haven't even hit the the, the carrier truck yet. Tell me a little bit about like how you guys go about merchandising vehicles that maybe even haven't been produced. That's a really great question. So first, before we go to the future, you know, or current state, I do want to say that I, I think merchandising is still applicable, great photographs, videos of your inventory, whether it be new or used vehicles. Um, to, you know, going forward, we, we also implemented a video strategy. So this is more for used cars where every one of our vehicles or used vehicles, uh, our efforts are focused now on creating uh, actual videos of our vehicle, highlighting you know, specific pieces of equipment on the vehicle or uh, recon, uh, items that have been done and vehicle history and and that's all best practices right that's what we needed to do now getting into where we're at right now one of the uh the hardest things which you're talking about brian is just getting this inventory online as fast as we can and i'd love to say that walzer has the magic pill we figured it out we connected the dots but a lot of it is just manual work it's a heavy focus on vehicles that we're pulling from our pipeline and we're actually manually inputting those into our DMS or within Viato or on our website, depending on the brand, depending on the way the store is set up, but it's a lot of manual work. And then it takes another step further. Well, first off, you have to be able to price the cars too, right? So all the vehicles are being priced. Uh, you know, I think a lot of stores that have focused on uh, pricing the customer rather than pricing the car. And now, Brian, I know you're a believer in that on used cars. We all price our used cars, right? Sure. But right now, it's almost difficult for a dealership to even price their new cars because they're flying off the shelves as soon as they get them. But right. I firmly believe now more than ever, we need to look at an actual pricing strategy where we price our vehicles that we know to be uh, more aggressively priced, our, our units that we know to be you know, slower turners or less desirable because there are those still in the mix of the vehicles that we're getting from our manufacturers. But we need to make an effort to actually price our vehicles, which the Walzer Automotive Group has done a phenomenal job, not only getting them online, putting an actual price that you can transact on, and then obviously populating uh, everything that you would expect in a, in a high quality description. Oh, I do wanna add for the picture. So we do have a technology so if we do have like units, so depending on the brand, it's much easier. If you own a Honda store and you're listening to this, you got an easy job. Take some pictures. You got, a, you got an easier job. You don't have an easy job. No one has an easy job. If you have a good uh, digital portfolio, portfolio already built of your vehicle images, um, many of those can be repopulated and used, used for incoming units. You might also choose to have a coming soon uh, overlay. Uh, you could also choose to utilize a, a pre-sold uh, overlay to drive additional awareness of the current situation we're in and um, create those better habits of, A, your salespeople knowing that we're pre-selling units and your customers knowing that you're pre-selling units. Yeah. Some thoughts there. I know that was a lot, Brian. No, no, that that's great. You know, I'm, I'm curious, 
One of the things that I first learned about Walzer Automotive Group that I was so impressed about a few years ago was that you're and your, you and your team had adopted this kind of one point of contact approach of selling, where yes. you, as I understand it, more or less disbanded the traditional F&I department, and we weren't putting customers in the box to try to no. sell service contracts, that we had one point of contact. Um, and I know that you guys have had a lot of success with that. I'm curious, as the world has changed, and, and so much now is being more digital retailing and vehicles yeah. being sold before they hit the lot and the entire process feels like it's just different today. How has Walzer sort of adopted to this new environment that we're we're living through? Yeah, we're we're completely leaning into this new environment, this new way of doing business. Um, and when you have a, a single point of contact business model, which I believe is, um, you know, Brian, I'll put, let's put it this way. And I think all listeners will agree. The world is going to look less like Foursquare and more like Walzer in the future. Right. I think we can all agree to that. But the the world is going to less look less like that traditional model and more like this progressive model, where customers get to work with a person, select their vehicle, uh, put a deposit on that vehicle, uh, go over some pre-financing options for that vehicle. You're going to be able to sell product up front. You're going to be in an upfront, transparent manner where customers are going to, you're going to make it so simple and easy for the customer to say yes that you're going to drive more business just because of that business model. And I think what we're seeing at the Walzer Automotive Group is customers uh, in the traditional business model where the finance manager would say something to the effect of, you know, if they're not here, I'm not going over the information. Walzer has really leaned into it with this single point of contact business model where the salespeople are equipped with all of the information today on any of those units that they're pre-selling to go over all applicable uh, financial terms, product pricing, so on and so forth. Now, yes, we do always have to validate the rebates and incentives at the time the vehicle lands and we're not signing out the customer till we have the car. But the reality is we can have an intelligent conversation with the customer right now today on the car that might be coming in 30 to 60 days from now, which is yeah. a great thing to have, right? I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Well, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking if my next car, I'd like to buy it at a place like Walzer where everything is up yeah. front and transparent and easy, right? And well, putting the customer guys, in charge. You've been doing it with Viato for years, right? Used car. I mean, I know you've got a massive new car focus too, but we've all lived this pricing our inventory or used vehicles as we've purchased it, going through the recon process, repricing it, merchandising the unit, you know, just continuously looking at the vehicle for what it's worth and how it stands on its own merit in the market. The same thing has to be done with new cars. Right. In my opinion, the only way to do that to the nth degree is adopt uh, that single point of contact business model or, or at least a hybrid approach. Uh, and then obviously price your cars, not your customers. That's not how you're going to win in today's deal. It might feel good short term, but you watch. You'll see the stores when those trucks start rolling in with new cars start rolling in again. I'll tell you, the stores that are turning those cars the fastest, that create a really simple, easy way for a customer to do business, those are going to be the stores that get the units first. And uh, that's what way we're positioning the walls around motor. So... You know, Colton, a few weeks ago, you and I spoke about, you know, despite the inventory challenges, and I think you even said at the beginning of this discussion that 
there's still a focus on growing market share and trying to uh, grow your footprint across uh, the markets that you compete. And as I I always have thought about it, the controllables every day around a car dealership are around inventory management, people process, and then and then marketing. I guess can you talk a little bit about? And I realize you don't want to share, necessarily share your secret sauce, but as you think about those three key elements, what what are you really focused on right now as you think about trying to grow your your market share? So I definitely live in the inventory preferencing, acquisition pricing and marketing side of our business, but I would be completely wrong to say if if a massive amount of focus wasn't around the people and the process in store. And I have to give credit to uh, Pete Swenson, uh, Sherry Schultz, and Andrew Walzer uh, for creating this internal message on how we do business and how this pre-selling of the inventory is just, this is just, this isn't difficult. This is how we do it. This is, they have really carried the torch on the new way of doing business with today's you know inventory challenges the reality is i mean the walter automotive group uh, i don't want to give you any exact uh, numbers so i don't have them exactly off the top of my head but, but we're not down year for year in, in new in new vehicle right. sales we're right. up thousands of units now mind you that's across well over 25 stores but but we're, we're up thousands of new car units yeah yeah so something good is happening yeah yeah right it's, it's, it's incredible like, yeah, so um, so I think it's the the message in the store that our general managers can create that's come top down from Pete, Sherry, and Andrew about how we do business in a simple uh, and transparent fashion where we price our cars, not the customers. The person that you talk to is the person you're going to complete the transaction with. We're going to give you a real price up front. We'll go over any of the products and the cost of those products up front. Uh, we'll also give you multiple payment options. Um, uh, Walzer has adopted, maybe this is a little bit of secret sauce, a Priceline or Expedia or a Kayak approach to vehicle financing. Uh, and that's through our Fuse platform. Um, I think that's something that customers really, really love because Brian, if you went to a store and they told you the payment's $658 a month and they, they go, I, I've said it myself, how does that sound? Or great, right. or I'm assuming the sale. And really, you don't know what's that compared to what is 658 good or bad compared to what nothing is nothing is relevant. No number is relevant unless you can compare it to another number. Right. Yes. Yes. Like I live in Viato's world. Right. I mean, thinking of that same thing. You guys look at this all today. It's one number standing by itself does not mean anything. But the minute that you can compare it to something that gets really exciting for the customers. Yeah. So, you know, I know you have a expertise in the digital marketing arena. I'm curious, one of the topics that's happening right now across digital marketing is third-party cookies has obviously been a a go-to tactic of marketers across all industries. And every time I I pull up my Apple phone now, I'm getting a question as to whether or not I want to share my personal information with advertisers. I'm wondering, how, how have you thought about that and how will that change the way dealers go to market from a digital marketing perspective. So, you know, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, there's things in marketing, first party data, you need to focus on that. I think there's some basic uh, table stakes. Uh, you gotta be, your digital presence online, let's call it your dealer websites, just gotta be, it's gotta be tight, it's gotta be fast, it's gotta have reduction of pop-ups, it, it's gotta be easy to use and intuitive. These are kind of all the things that are just obvious, but more now than ever. Some of the 
marketers that I'm in communication with on a, on a weekly basis, they're finding the importance of sp speed of website is almost becoming as or more important, more important than the content. Well, Colton, I got one last question for you, a little bit off the car business, but okay. I, I noticed that you are a University of Minnesota graduate and I went to Wisconsin. I know every year Wisconsin and Minnesota play for the Paul Bunyan Axe, which is probably one of the longest, I think it's the oldest rivalry in college football, believe it or not. Now, I have to say, I think the Badgers have gotten the better of the Gophers over the last few years, but I'm curious, what's your prediction for this year's game? Oh my gosh. Well, you know I'm going to go for the Gophers first and foremost. Come on. Um, but, Brian, I do want to clear the air. Although I did go to the University of Minnesota, I'm not an alumni there, but I did spend quite a few. Okay, okay. Well, at, fair enough. At the U of M. But, uh, but Golden Gophers, baby, all the way. Come on. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the auto listeners, thank you so much for joining our podcast. What a great uh, guest we had today with Colton Roy from the Walzer Automotive Group. And Colton – Wish you all the best for the remainder of this year. It's uh, sounds like it's been a pretty fun time to be in the car business. Oh, I think it's fun for all. Keep innovating. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody.